You're listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own 5 tents, 7 backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Saran Alfines, is, There is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Recording. All right. <laughs> I'm here. So welcome to the Gear 30 podcast. That, does that sound echoey to you? Is it too loud in your head? Yeah. I can't hear anything. Little, I don't have headphones on. A little, uh, little loud for me. That's a little loud. That's the wrong one. That is that one. Oh, okay. Is that better? Yeah. Yeah, that's way better for me. Yeah, that's better. Okay. Yeah, I was like so loud I couldn't think. <clears throat> All right. <clears throat> Welcome to the Gear 30 podcast where we talk about outdoor adventures and the gear that goes with it. So today, um, there are four of us, myself, Greg, and, and then Chase, the head buyer here at Gear 30. Present. And Brandon, who's our marketing guy at Gear 30. Good morning. And then Jordan, who's joining us for the first time today. He's a good friend of ours and um has helped us out with our branding and and other things he created our logo and some other stuff so good to have him here all thanks for having me yeah all of us are uh active in the outdoors and so we've had some good uh some good fun in the outdoors this last week first of all um i guess before we dive into uh, and we can talk about our various adventures and stuff but chase you were just at outdoor retailer this last week and how did that go? It was great. It's always a fun time to be able to go down to uh, good old Denver and uh, think of John Denver the whole way there and <laughs> get a look at the new outdoor gear. Um, it was a good show. I, I honestly feel like this this show was the best show that Denver's put on since they moved it down to Colorado. So it's, so probably like half as good as when it was in Utah? Mm, i say I'd say a quarter. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, definitely a huge improvement over last time. <laughs> no, it was, it was a good show. Um, it, it's growing, it's getting bigger. It got quite small there when they moved it over. I feel like it got smaller when they moved it from Salt Lake to Denver, but it's slowly growing. A lot of your big brands still aren't there. Uh, Mark Terex doesn't show up. Um, for real? For real. Yeah. Um, they haven't shown up since they moved it down. Which is interesting because they were one of the. I thought they were one of those the, outspoken against Salt Lake. Yeah, yeah, or against they, Utah. Is Prana there? Prana's there. Okay. Yeah. A couple other companies. I mean, a smaller one, but Catadine Optimus weren't there. Um, I didn't really pay attention to who wasn't there, but it's smaller in some aspects. But there's, I mean, like the the venture out section was massive this time. Um, and the venture out section is all of the new kind of up and coming brands, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, or grands, grands, brands that have like a eco friendly um, p- 
position or have rebranded themselves recently. I see. So, yeah. Um, but it was a good show. Lots of cool gear. You just get to geek out on gear for a couple of days. So it was really fun. You know, it was interesting. I was talking to one of the um, one of the people that worked for... Trying to th- remember which company. I, maybe I shouldn't name the company just for, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if what I'm about to share is, is a bad thing or not, but there's a company out of Colorado and they are, um, so I was asking them, are you excited for the show to change to Colorado? Because um, it'll just be in your neck of the woods, a 30 minute drive to the convention center. And, and they said, actually, it's just as expensive to for them to do the show in Colorado because there was a bunch of other fees and um, union fees and other things that had to be paid. They said it was just as expensive for them to do it in Colorado as in Utah. And they actually enjoyed the Utah show. So I, I found that interesting. And I was wondering if, you know, when it first switched over to Denver, if that was the reason why a lot of these big brands or even small brands didn't show up is because it was more expensive to mm-hmm. run there. I, but I didn't know. You're also seeing a lot of companies do their their showings off-site like Thule um Thule and Tapui Thule just brought out Tapui um they had this big old setup at a really cool art gallery about five miles down the street um and that I think they had eight vehicles there all set up and rigged with their Tapui stuff and Thule racks and then it was a really cool setup that they had going on over there and they just said cost-wise it's a lot cheaper for them to do it away. Um, and so I think that's what we're seeing. Uh, Norona was the same thing. They did theirs off-site. off-site. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're seeing a lot of companies kind of take advantage of that week, but do it off-site just because it's more cost-efficient for them. Yeah. Um, and you know, man, Tuli put on a good show. And they had five food trucks and I got free food and I was happy. <laughs> so I can't complain. Nice. So they're not a part of the show they're like down the block or something yeah they're they're like it was like a 10 minute drive they had little that's uh, crazy they had these little shuttles that would take that's you so over smart. there so they don't pay the fees they just show up and no. set up their own thing yeah he said the the rep i was talking to said it was more than half the price for them to rent this building out and bring and in even, five food trucks and even shuttle people over and shuttle people over wow. they would be to buy a booth out because their booth in the past was really nice i mean yeah, it was big, and, they had a big spot in mm-hmm. you know R and and I think that's the thing. And I don't, I don't know huh. oh, um, interesting. what it would cost them, but he said it was about half the price to do it over there. So I think we're just seeing a lot of companies realize, wow, this is a lot of money for us to do this. And we can put on a pretty good show if we do it the same week, but do it down the street and kind of make our own thing. And I think, yeah, I just think it's becoming more common to do that. Um, I think uh, last year, my mic's, mic's kind of loud still, isn't it? Or maybe it's my headphones. I don't know. I'll edit that out. Um, <laughs> Was it last year that we, um, was it Sanook that showed their line in a hotel just yeah, down the road Sanook or something like that? Street. And um, there were a few companies that just rented out a hotel room and did it that way. And I bet they saved a ton of money mm-hmm. doing it that way. You don't get the same visibility, but yeah, you know, you got to kind of weigh the pros and cons, I guess. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So <clears throat> with that said, what were, was there anything that stood out to you? Any, um, new gear or just gear that you saw that you thought was pretty awesome and you're excited about? Yeah, there's a couple of things. Um, first off, Hilleberg. If you're not familiar with Hilleberg, it does say in their name, they are the tent maker. So they make tents and they make really, really 
good tents. Um, the best. The best, mm-hmm. yep. They make the best tents out there. And they released a new trekking pole tent, which is pretty awesome. It still has their double wall construction, but comes in, I believe it's three pounds, three ounces. Right in there. For two so, people? Yep, two person. Is it tent. a roomy two person or a tight two yeah, person? Yeah, it's your pretty typical roomy. Hilberg. Pretty roomy, not too... Not too uh, cut off. There. There lots of configurations too, I noticed. Yeah, yep. There's a lot of different ways you can have it set up with your rain fly. You can configure it all different ways. And with the vestibule, I mean, it was pretty cool. Um, they had it set up there on the floor, mm-hmm, I guess. Yeah, or? they have it set up in every different position they can do it in. So it's kind of cool nice. to see it. Oh, they had there. multiple tents? Yeah, they, oh, had, that's they, had, smart. they had four of them set up, I believe. And it was just set up in different kind of configurations well they don't so. always launch a new tent every if ever ever you know once a year so to do a new tent that's probably they have room they just yeah. yeah yeah i think you know it seems like every year maybe every two years or whatever they would release a new tent but mm-hmm. usually it was just a slight variation off of one they already made yeah like i think a couple of years ago they released the neoc or whatever that or nyac or i don't know how you say it but it's their ultralight two-person dome tent, and it was essentially just a lighter variation of the Rogan, mm-hmm. which was a lighter variation of the Alec and stuff. And so in the past, they've released new tents, but they've always just been slight variations. So this is like a from-the-ground-up brand-new tent. So yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, we're, I'm really excited about that one. I think it'll. it's a great way to still carry a really nice, quality, durable tent at not a huge weight sacrifice and nothing's going to last you generations. Right. So that's the thing is, you know, a lot of people are looking for ultra, ultra light tents. And if you're looking for the lightest tents on the market, that is not Hilleberg. <laughs> no, not even a little now, bit. Now, when you're comparing like four season tents to Hilleberg four season tents to other four season tents, they're as light as anything out there for, for expedition tents. They're also better in my opinion. Um, but yeah, when you get into the ultralight, there's a lot of other tents that are lighter weight. Yeah. But those tents have a limited time, a limited life. <laughs> um, you know, when I, my father-in-law, he's got a, an ultralight Big Agnes tent that he's had for quite a few years and it's held up well, surprisingly well for how light it is. But he is very gentle with it and he's the only one that uses it. Now, when I go, I'm taking kids and a dog and my stuff gets gets destroyed and i've been using the same hilleberg tent now for like seven or eight years with kids and with the dog and it's holding up really really well i took it out the other week and it's in great shape right and it gets used probably i don't know 20 nights a year maybe 15 20 nights a year something like that and it's and it's held up really well if i had taken that big agnes tent (laughs) out under the same conditions I'd, I'd be surprised. I'd be impressed if it lasted more than just a couple of years without tons of hole in the mesh and all that other stuff. So you do kind of have to weigh it. If you're a single person or you're, um, you're two adults that take care of your stuff, you can get away with that ultralight stuff a little better and the last, but you know, for families and some of those types of things, I like to go the Hilleberg route because I know that they're just made to last. And I really do believe that this Hilleberg tent that I have as much as use as it's gotten, I could probably pass it on to my kids when they're older, old enough. I, I want, can we get, I wonder if we can get one for Bryden to use on the CDT or if it's too heavy for him. It's three pounds. Cause he's using the 
Hornet? Yeah, he's in the Hornet, Hornet 1P right two, now. Is it two pounds? Just uh, under. It's under two pounds. Just under barely. two. Yeah. yeah. So I wonder if that extra pound would be like, oh, no thanks. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. He's very, I mean, he watches the yeah. ounces, so. He's very uh, weight conscious. I mean, there's going to be sections on the CDT, though, where he might, he might prefer want to burlier. have a little bit more protection, have that double wall protection. And, um, I mean, Hillebergs are just made for the worst weather, so. That but, is true. I don't know. Going back to part of what you were saying. Yeah. Going back to what you were saying as well, if you are taking your family, you're probably going to be doing car camping. So the weight's not really going to be that big of a deal. Yeah, in a lot of cases, yeah. Yeah. Now, I take I take my kids backpacking. We usually do one or two backpacking trips a year, usually like an overnighter and then like a five-day yeah. trip or something like that. With that said, though, um, people are always super surprised and impressed when we're got our three and our six-year-old out in the backcountry with us. Right. Because um, I don't think that's a very common thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely <But>. not. <laughs> not cool. Yeah, it's so, awesome. So you got the Hilleberg, the new Hilleberg tent. Was there any anything else? And we'll probably have to do some other episodes on it because I'm sure there's a lot of cool stuff that we can't cover in this yeah, episode. Yeah, I'll, I'll touch on a few things and we can expound on them in other episodes. Um, Black Diamond is now making approach shoes. So, really? you know, <laughs> they're, they're expanding their horizons. Um, started with those climbing shoes. Now I'm making approach shoes. Hope it goes better than Patagonia's approach shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Coco Pelli raft pack rafts. They, they are, they're crushing it. Um, buzzword. We need a, we need a thing. <laughs> crushing it. Crushing like it. the staples button. Yeah. That was easy. They're crushing it. Yeah. Crushing um, it. They, so let's see, 5.6 pounds for a pack raft. Um, they're really cool design. You, they actually like, you open up the zipper and you can shove your clothing, you can shove all your belongings inside the tube of the raft, seal that up and then pump the raft up. Really? Um, <coughs> so mm-hmm. we were going up a canyon in Southern Utah, like up a slot canyon. So we, uh, I, I, I Cade inflatable kayak down and then we like took a detour and was going up and then this uh guide was guiding a group down the slot canyon and they had their inflatable um boats or whatever yeah so but i did i'm like when do you use those like when do you <laughs> right because <laughs> that's that's my question like they're cool i actually it's one of those things i'm like that thing is awesome i have no idea when i would use it yeah, I, it's true. You kind of have to find a reason to use it. And if you want to, I think you will. Um, I was talking to uh, one of our other buyers, Mikkel, and she was up at Jenny Lake last summer. And there was a group of them that had hiked in and pulled out their, their Coco Pellies, and they were out there just on Jenny Lake floating around. Um, so there's lots of different applications. And I think if you if you want to go get on some water, you can kind of find a reason to go use your Coco Pelly. I just thought it was kind of cool, 5.6 pounds for an inflatable raft and just the design of it's pretty cool so nice i know my my uh father-in-law when we go backpacking he always takes the his little pack raft the only thing we use it for is fly fishing in the middle of the lake and so i ipad out into the middle and do a little bit of fly fishing but i'd probably actually catch more fish from the from the shore the shore well i don't know maybe not but so it's fun to have it there it's probably not worth the wait yeah to me but you know, I know there are a few people, particularly in southern Utah, when we were backpacking down there that were hiking through like Coyote Gulch, for example, they were hiking down to hit the Escalante River. 
and they were just gonna carrying their stuff through until they hit the river and then they were gonna blow up their rafts and pack raft down the river down to the confluence yeah so um there's there's some cool stuff that you can do oh, with yeah. it i'm i just uh it's not something that i personally do often but i think it would be really fun to get into yeah i never really considered it until i saw those and was like wow this would be really cool this would be kind of fun something different yeah um nice. another, another cool thing I, this is totally not outdoor re, i guess it's kind of outdoor retail oriented but the new rivian trucks Oh, the yeah. electric cool. trucks. Those are sweet. Oh Those my gosh! Sweet. I don't know. What Did is they, this? They had one there. Yeah, they had they had their truck there. Did they, they have, have two models? They have a truck and an SUV. The SUV wasn't there. It's Those at another sweet. another auto show. But if so you're not familiar car. with them, it's an actual car. It's so the, Alex Honnold is kind of like their spokesperson for it. An electric truck. Fully electric wow. truck. Um, oh my gosh! So cool. Talk about storage space because you got your. Your hood is a storage space. Underneath the seats, they have this big compartment. You got your bed. Just really cool. They have a tank mode, which I thought this was pretty sweet. Since every wheel has a different, um, a separate engine or separate motor, yeah. uh-huh. um, you can push tank mode and like it will geolocate like- you so it knows where you're at okay. and like can tell what kind of terrain you're on. And then like the two wheels will work simultaneously on each side so you can pivot like a tank. So oh, the that's insane. The left will move back and the right will move forward. Pretty cool. So if you're in a sticky situation, just boom, put it in tank mode, turn yourself around, and you can turn on a dime. So new car then, company? Yeah, yeah. they're new. Yeah. The um, torque is supposed to be insane, too. Yeah, they're, I, and I didn't look at, like, all the specs, but I was talking to a guy who knows trucks, and he's like, dude, this, like, would rival my Dodge Ram. So, that's, that's cr- that is insane. Yeah. Although yeah. over the weekend I saw a, uh, or actually I think it was just, uh, Monday, I saw the new airplane company that is like electric airplanes. electric airplanes, and they are going through the FAA certification right now, and they're like a year or two out before they're going to be. Wow! And they said they're safer because there's there's more redundancy in the engine. So if something else breaks, they've got backups. So you can do more backups in those electric huh. engines and planes than you can in the. But that's and then I just been seeing a lot of commercials for the VW bus yeah that's electric that's coming out yeah, so yeah, yeah. um i i admit i had you know i went i got a battery operated uh lawnmower and a, and a battery operated <laughs> uh weed eater and i'm like <laughs> yeah, dude yeah. 30 minutes on a charge no oil changes no <laughs> gas no i'm like and it's a little bit quieter and you don't have quite the 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 suction of a gas they like to get like the pine needles up and things but i am like falling in love with battery operated <laughs> stuff because it's working now I think when it first yeah. came out and it didn't it work, it was kind, kind of a pain. Of, yeah. But electric trucks would be it's pretty, awesome. They're pretty sweet. They're not. I think they are shipping out fall of twenty, so they're still like over a year out. But mm-hmm. they're taking they were taking um, orders right there. I was sitting there, I'm um, looking at the car, and this guy's like, "Are you doing pre-orders?" He's like, "Yeah, you just pay a thousand dollars right there <laughs> and pre-order, and you can fully customize things and." You can get yourself off the list, whatever he's like sold. And he went up there and placed his thousand dollar order. I was like, man, what? So what's retail? I <laughs> um, they I, they I range. Know. They range from like seventy to hundred and something thousand. Um, and and the biggest difference in price is like the the total range. I think if you get the biggest battery pack, you can get up to four hundred mile range or something like that. 
but their zero to 60 times on their fastest models are three seconds for like a pickup truck. And <laughs> yeah, the, it's same insane. thing for the SUV. Cause you need that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're crazy though. Fast. But, but I'm, I'm excited about it. Cause I, I like the Tesla stuff. I like some of that electric stuff that's coming out, but I've heard, you know, you've got a lot of critics out there knocking Tesla for various things. And from what I've seen that some of the things that are common, common things that people complain about with Tesla have been addressed by Rivian and Rivian's working more with other car companies and stuff like that to kind of partner to kind of get the best of all I know is every, every single time I see a Tesla, I'm like, whoa, that's a good looking car. <laughs> yeah. I want that. that is a good, yeah. yeah. And, it, and I'm like, what kind of car? Uh, of course it's a Tesla. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, they're, looking. Right. they're cool. Yeah, for totally. sure. But I'm, I'm excited about Rivian. I'm, I'm excited yeah, to see those. They seem like the ideal adventure mobile for, just need like 12 solar panels on top to keep it going <laughs> right can you do that can you or just buy extra battery because like that's the whole thing is like can, well, how do you do overlanding and right. stuff i i'm not sure yet huh. you know i think i think there are ways to use solar panels and stuff to kind of keep I mean, things a, charged, like you said that's a big that's solar a panel. lot of solar panels we could just yeah. have like yeah. interesting all the overlanding areas like moab and them have them install Charging stations all over the wild land. Yeah, there I'm you sure go. I'm sure people would love that. Yeah. <laughs> there goes your overlanding. <laughs> so, all right, that's cool. That's funny. Right well, that sounds awesome. So, outdoor retail was a success. Yeah. Uh, until and I, next time. Yeah, you want to tell us more on? We'll come back with it. Uh, yeah. With on the next episode, episode tomorrow. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk about some more later. Awesome. So, um, so that's the end of the Gear 30 podcast. For those that are interested, go to gear30.com. That's spelled out G E A R T H I R T Y.com. And you can see some of the gear that we sell here at Gear 30 Ogden's Mountain Shop. We're located in Ogden, Utah, right at the base of the Wasatch Mountains. And um, we have some gear here. We sell some gear at Gear 30 that is pretty unique. We're the only dealer in Utah for Hilleberg tents. We're one of the few dealers in Utah for Western Mountaineering sleeping bags. We also have some other brands that are coming in that are pretty unique that you can't just find anywhere. So check out gear30.com and see what what gear that we have to offer. And um, I guess we'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Thanks for joining us today for the Gear 30 podcast. Gear 30 is a specialty outdoor retail store at the foot of the Wasatch Mountains in Ogden, Utah. Like us on Facebook, follow and interact with us on Instagram at gear underscore 30, and visit our website gear30.com for amazing deals on the best outdoor gear around. That's gear30 spelled out, G-E-A-R-T-H-I-R-T-Y dot com. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, leave us a review, comment, ask questions, and participate.